You're listening to The Cal Moore Show, interviewing the best and brightest in the Christian culture and beyond. This time around, I had the chance to sit down with worship leader Chris Kilala of Jesus Culture to talk about their new album, Let It Echo. You've, you've been with uh, Jesus Culture for a while. At least I've seen your name uh, pop up as feature, you know, featured artist uh, on the last several albums, all the albums that I've seen, uh, as yep. far as I remember. Uh, so tell us, how did, you, how did you become associated with uh, the Jesus Culture movement? Yeah, um, well, I, I, you know, I guess you could say I was one of the founding, <laughs> founding members. We, it was actually, we never had the intention of being a band or, or what have you, but we were just a youth group. You know, we were just going after God, and, and um, we decided, hey, let's make an album. And most of them, for years, were cover songs because they were just songs that we were encountering the Lord through as, as a youth group. So we're like, hey, let's put these on an album. And long story short, we started doing conferences, and... Um, and those conferences started growing, and we started traveling, and then, um, but yeah, for the most part, I've, I've been there since the beginning, and um, super connected with the director of Jesus Culture. He was always like a big brother to me, and sort of always. I started as a drummer, but he was always encouraging me and pushing me to to get out from behind the drums and get out of my comfort zone. So I have, you know, a, a lot of um, a lot of the reason I'm here today doing what I'm doing is because he was always encouraging me and pouring into me and stuff. But yeah, I've been a part of Jesus culture since the beginning, which was gosh, the late 1900s. <laughs> so it's been a while. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking at a picture of you all right now. I'm looking at a picture of you right now and I'm looking at Chris McClarney. I'm looking at, uh, Oh, Derek. Uh, what is his name? Derek uh, Johnson. Uh, yep. I'm looking at Kim Walker Smith. I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Brian and Katie Torwald. Okay, so uh-huh. back in the early days, back in the early days, I got to know, were there any ugly people involved in Jesus culture? Because they're all <laughs> super pretty people. I'm like, what is oh, going on here? <laughs> well, that, thank you for the compliment. Thank you for the compliment. No, it's uh, it's funny that you must have a recent picture because we just took those. I think uh, all of, we were able to get all of us together. It was miraculous at one time and take those. That was a couple weeks ago or so, if I remember. And, yeah, they um, sent me the, they sent me the tear sheet for all this stuff. So I've got all your Twitter follower numbers. I've got your Instagram follower oh, numbers. Great. Uh, so if I wanted to tell everybody all that, I could. Uh, but yeah, I got that picture. <laughs> you probably uh, know more than I do about about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, apparently you have five hundred twenty-one thousand Twitter followers, three hundred eighty-four thousand oh, Instagram followers, and two point three million likes on Facebook. So there you go. <laughs> that's, there are your that's numbers. That's hilarious. If that means them. anything, who knows? Yeah, but. right. So <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Jesus has more followers than you guys do. Hopefully. There we go. Um, <laughs> but so uh, so you've been around since the beginning. Then so what's it been like to watch Jesus Culture go from kind of this grassroots organization? I mean, if you even want to call it that, it was a youth group, as you said. Yeah. What's it been like to watch it grow from essentially being a a church youth group to now being a household name, playing and selling out stadiums? What's that been like for you? Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's obviously been such an honor and, you know, I can't, I can't be, I can't, you know, I'm so thankful for what I get to do and have the opportunity to do, but I will say it does feel a lot like we're, we're still that grassroots. We're still that youth group, just trying to figure out, you know, figure out what's next and and how we best do it, what God's given us. And, you know, ultimately we just want to see people encounter God. So, um, you know, there's obviously been a lot of changes over the years, but our heart really has just been, we just want, we want to encounter God and, and we want 
we want people to encounter God through our music or whether it's it's at an event and, and we want them to leave changed and, and in turn be encountered in their workplaces, their schools, um, wherever they go. So that's just ultimately the high heart behind what we do. And, and um, you know, we, there's been ups and downs along the way, but all that to say, I think we, you know, that's, that's our, that's our main goal and that's our heart. And we, even as we, we recently started church in Sacramento, California, and um, it almost feels like we're back in youth group days, you know, <laughs> we're setting up, tearing down because we're a mobile church setting up in high school every week. And it's like, we're figuring out what works and doesn't work. And, and um, in, in a good sense, it's, it's almost, you know, we've had you know a certain level of, um, you know, favor and what have you over the years. And it's almost been, Hey, let's, let's reset and let's, let's figure out how to, um, you know, build this local community of, of amazing people and, and go from there. But it, all that to say, it's, it's been awesome. We feel like we're still somewhat back in grassroots again. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you're starting a church. I've been part of a couple of church plants. Now I'm actually part of one in the downtown Detroit core. Uh, my church That's is awesome. actually out in the, my main church, the campus, we call it the mothership because it's like 3,000 people that go there. Um, wow. was out in uh, Troy, Michigan, which is about eh, 30 minutes north of, of where I am now. Uh, but uh, our college pastor had a heart to move downtown. And so uh, he did, and he challenged a bunch of us to actually move out of the suburbs, to move actually down to the city. And so I've been here three years, uh, and the church has been going for about four. So I kind of know what it's like to kind of start wow. that all up. But we didn't start, we don't have like a, a huge uh, worship movement behind us. So you have Jesus culture behind you and people know who you are. You show up at these stadiums, you do your thing. Um, but what's it been like to have that name recognition, but then also be tasked now with starting something locally? Like you said, you feel like you're part of it again, but mm. has it been easier, you feel, to start a church because you've got that name behind you, or has it come with the same challenges or different challenges because of the popularity of Jesus culture? You know, I think um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, we do get people that come through wanting to check out, you know, what's this, what's, you know, I've heard of Jesus culture, I have a CD, you know, what what's this all about? And I think people get over that really quick. I think it's like, wow, they're just really, you know, they they're showing up the you know the sound may not be working or uh they're running songs as we're you know people are walking in and church is supposed to start and we're trying to you know figure out an intro or whatever it's it's just very it's very raw and i think um um i think people kind of that at least come more than once start realizing oh they you know they're just they're just normal people trying to you know to to figure it out and and um and you know obviously we're doing the best we want to maintain a level of excellence but we are we're building up new we're raising up new musicians and um new worship leaders that are that aren't aren't a part of the label they're just part of our local church and and um it's been awesome it's been awesome i mean it, it has been a blessing to have that sort of um foundation and when we started a church it wasn't like most church plants we thankfully had a team already in place as far as structurally we had you know a bunch of worship a handful of worship leaders we had a band we had you know everything from accountants to you know uh creative departments already within the jesus culture ministry so they somewhat you know they moved to sacramento with us and and we started from there but the team's been growing and and um stuff like that but we are we're our still we just feel like we're just figuring out and i think people um, that are coming on on Sundays, you know, whether they're just passing through town or visiting, or they're actually um, actively a part of our church. They're just, 
you know, the the whole, you know, whatever, if there's any sort of like, oh, this is Jesus culture, that sort of just dissolves pretty quickly, I think. And people are just finding that, um, you know, we're all in it together and we're building a community together. We're building culture of worship together. And it's really fun. It's been just, it's been awesome to be a part of that. Okay. So you've now got this new album uh, that at the time that we're recording this comes out this Friday. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Let it echo. I've had the album for eh, roughly a month now. I've already written the review. It'll be out. Look on at Friday. you, lucky you. <laughs> I know that's one of the great things. One of the great perks of this job is I get everything beforehand, and I have basically <laughs> one go-to Facebook status where I always say I may or may not be listening to X album right now, and yeah. then of course I get like comments like jealous or send it to me and, and all that. Kind of <laughs> uh, but uh, I've had awesome. it for, for a little while now. I think and, I, I have um, it in my Dropbox, but I my family's all they're all asking me, "Where's the album? When does it come out?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm terrified. I need to get it to you." I don't have a physical copy yet, so. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think I've had a physical copy of an album in at least a year at this point. Oh, uh, any, it's so sad how quickly things change. There's something about like having having that actual copy in your there, hand. There is, and I used to, I still have a stack of I have a big box in my mom's basement, uh, not too far from where I live, and. Uh, she wants oh, to give yeah. them to me, and now I'm like, I don't want those. But I used to be like, oh, I want to go through the liner notes and, and all that. Yeah. But but now when whenever, uh, on a rare occasion, an artist, it's generally an independent artist at this point, but generally an artist will still send me a physical copy of a CD. And I'm like, really? Where am I going to play this? My Xbox? Yeah. Because no, <laughs> I have nowhere to play it. I have nowhere oh, to that's play. hilarious. You always um, end up burning it onto your computer and then I could, but it to uh, phone my computer or has no uh, disk drive. My car has only Bluetooth. There's there's no CD drive, literally, oh, in anything funny. anymore. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So the the new album, uh, <laughs> at the time that people are listening to this podcast, is now out. Um, yeah. Talk about uh, talk about a little. Uh, let it echo. Uh, what's what kind of went into this project? Why why let it echo, and what was kind of the heart of the group going into this particular project as opposed to projects before it? Yeah, well, for one, for starters, the church um, the church was a huge part of this album. We we started the church at the time of the recording. It wasn't even it was barely a year old. Um, it wasn't actually even a year old when we our first we recorded over six weeks, and so. Um, so that was a huge thing. We, you know, we never really, we never had the opportunity to record um, um, at our at a local church, at our local church, and and sort of, you know, try out the songs and, and change them because usually we, when we record, it's it's at a conference, it's at a, a two day conference or something, and it's like a lot of times the song that's on the album is the first time we've ever played that song live, and we're like, we don't even know if this is going to translate or if it's going to work. But the cool thing with this album is, is we we are able to play the songs sort of tweak arrangements we even got rid of some songs and brought some other songs that were on the back burner um brought those in and recorded those and those ended up on the album so it was just a completely different experience and it was amazing because i mean it really felt like these you know these songs weren't just our songs they were our church's songs they were victories and and sort of different things that we had all encountered together as a community um, so even when we were leading these songs, we're like, hey, these aren't just our songs. These are your guys' songs, too. You've been a part of helping us write these songs. And, I mean, personally, my wife and I went through a lot just with we, – we lost our son in December of 2014. Um, he was stillborn. And just sort of walking that out over the year and, and um, 
and a lot of that translating into our songwriting and, and our pursuit of God. And, and I think a lot of these, these songs just come from a very deep and personal place. And um, all that to say as well as the church walking through that with us personally um, meant a lot for, for us and also for them to hear just sort of the fruit of these songs and, um, and being a part of that as a community. It's, it was, it's, it was a huge, it was a huge um, blessing to, to record these with them. That's that's really cool to to kind of transition from doing it in a place where I mean there's there's church community wherever the church is gathered you know got you know Christ is there but to do it within your own community yeah, uh, that's that's really powerful and you actually you do talk about it in the album where you know you, you mentioned hey you know uh, we we lost a child and that point um, actually I told I didn't I never send an album unless someone's writing something for me. Uh, but my brother and sister, they're missionaries in Japan, and they went through the same thing. Um, mm. Where, But they had twins, and so one yeah. survived, and then the other one wow. did not. And so wow. um, I, I remember hitting up my uh, my sister-in-law because she, you know, she's still going through it. You know, even though it was a couple yeah. of years ago, you know, you never yeah, absolutely. You know, totally get over that kind of thing. And I said, hey, you know, when this album Let It Echo comes out, you need to you need to download it. I think you're you're really gonna you're really gonna love it. And I kind of told her the story and. So she said, yeah. definitely would. So um, that's really cool. Now, weird transition. I, I hate to do this transition because uh, no, no. the point where I tell you to pick your favorite song, which is honestly like saying pick the favorite person in your family. Um, <laughs> someone's inevitably going to get hurt. Um, but uh, I, I will tell you, and this is not like kissing up to you by any means because I don't feel any need to do that. Um, Fierce is my favorite song, and that's that's one that you're singing on the album. I really do like that song. And I liked it before I knew that it was going for ads at radio and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but pick a pick a few songs, even if it is even if Fierce is one of them. But pick a few songs <laughs> that uh, that uh, you like off of the album. You're just kind of surprised at the impact they've had so far. Yeah, you know, I think every song has, you know, obviously it, it serves serves a different purpose. You know, I even wrote, got to write one that Kim led um, in the river and. You know, that song was when I wrote with with some friends, he said, you know, we we're like, what song should we write? You know, we and he said he had some pastor friend, a friend that was going around and polling different pastors and getting a survey of around this, around this, the nation and and seeing what hey, what songs do you want songwriters and worshipers to write about? What do you want themes to be? And the overwhelming response was we want to we want songs about joy, not necessarily that say joy, but when we hear them. Um, we feel joy. Pastors were like the overwhelming response was like, we need songs that just, that, that bring that joy in, in a service or what have you. So that was the heart behind that song. So, you know, that one has its own unique feel and special place. Um, but I think for me, um, probably Miracles is the most personal. Like I, I barely made it through that song leading it live and, and um, just because it, it just meant so much to declare that after losing our son, still saying, hey, God, I believe, you know, I believe in you. I believe that you are who you say you are, um, you know, just just because my circumstances um, and things I walk through, um, you know, they, they, no matter what, it, it doesn't change who you are, ultimately the truth of who you are. So that song was was just it's huge for me and in, 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 in a personal way. But um let it echo i mean they're all it's like you're saying it's hard to pick a favorite but they they all serve a purpose i i think and and you know it's you know we just give them to god and whatever he wants to do i think 
you can do. So. Right. So, I mean, so you guys have been at this so long at this point, started as a youth group, moved into a grassroots organization. Now you're, you're kind of back to where you started by having a, a church plant, but still now you're kind of the household name. Uh, I mean, and worship has exploded since you started. I mean, originally, I remember back in the day, it was, de- you know, pretty much delirious, you know, kind of uh-huh. started the, the modern worship craze, not that they started worship music by any means, but they definitely kind of started the modern worship phase, and then passion came out, and then uh, now you've got Jesus culture, and you've got, you know, so many others that are out there, elevation worship. So worship is, you know, you know one, is big business, but two, it's a, it's a big genre within the Christian, uh, within yeah. the Christian church at this point. Um, how do you, after so many years of writing music, uh, how do you challenge yourself? Because at this point, it's almost like I feel like you could be like the Beatles. Like we could just walk into a room and, and write a song, and it could be total garbage, and people would love it because it's music <laughs> culture. Um, but it's not. It, can, it continues to be good. So how do you continue to challenge yourself when you could easily just kind of rest on your laurels? Um, you know, I think it is funny, like you're saying, you know, I have been doing this for years and, and, you know, it definitely was, it's over the, over the last probably five years, it's become quote unquote cool to be on a worship team or, or different things like that. But in the beginning it was just, you know, we were just, there was no, um, there was no band, there was no touring. There was just us setting up every week and, and, and going after God. And, and I think it's really important to sort of keep that, in mind like ultimately what we do is um point people to jesus and and if we you know we always say you know if we're if we're doing a tour or a conference like hey we we want people to leave talking about jesus if we haven't done that then we aren't doing um we we aren't being good stewards of what god's given us so that's still our heart you know we try our best to keep that in front of us you know our we, we would never it would be um It'd be a shame if, if our, for lack of better words, fame um, became bigger than our anointing and our secret place with God. So um, all we have to offer is Jesus, and it's really important, I guess, for us as a team to always challenge each other in that. Like we, all we have it to offer is Jesus, and we want people, no matter they're listening to a CD or coming to an event, we want people to be talking about Jesus. If we've done that, then, then I think we've done our job. So, that, I mean, all that say, hopefully that translates into our writing. It's the same approach. We just want we want to write songs that, one, you know, that we encounter God through, that, that feel that we feel connected to, but also that when people hear him, they, they feel the same. So, Okay, and how do, you, how do you now balance, just a couple more questions, I know you got to go, but how do you no, balance the, um, the fact that now you are part of, you know, I mean, you're the leadership of a church now. You're not just kind of a part of a church where, mm-hmm. hey, they're gone this weekend. It's okay. We've got all these other people. Right. Um, uh, what's it like to be the leadership of the church now? How do you balance that versus, hey, uh, this is this conference we're calling. Can you guys be here to sing? Um, it's, it's a weekend thing. I know you guys are running a church now, but uh, this is one of our, our conferences. How do you balance being able to get out and, and do music elsewhere when you're now leading a church in, in California? Right. I mean, it's been a huge shift. And like you're saying, there was that, you know, for the longest time, just, you know, if we, we were just a part of a church for the most, but we were a huge part of Bethel church, but we, um, you know, we had a little more freedom to come and go. And, um, but I think, uh, you know, it's been a big shift. We've, we've had to grow up and 
you know, like you're saying, become fathers in a community as opposed to just being sons in a house. It sounds like moving out of your parents' house and there's a lot more responsibility and, and opportunity to grow. And um, But the balance, you know, we, thankfully we were somewhat able to make our own schedule as far as travel. And, you know, we put on a, a lot of our own events. And then if we do get invites, um, we try to our best to, to keep them to ones that are during the week so we're able to either you know fly out on a monday get home on a saturday or or a friday or what have you and be, be home for church so it's a huge priority and we're and we're sort of making that shift to where um like we were talking about resetting and and having everything filter out of the local church so even as we're out on the road we're like we'll, we'll even if we do miss a sunday we'll record a video wherever we're at and send it back to our church they'll play it on sunday like you know, we'll say stuff like, hey, we're here and wherever and we're missing you guys. And we want you to know that what we're doing out here is a fruit and fruit and inheritance for you guys, too. And then and, and thanks for your support. So we try to stay connected best we can if we're not home. So. OK, so so then I just kind of I guess we'll, we'll land the plane here. Um, what's next? I mean, obviously, you guys are always putting out albums. Uh, any plans of doing a, a studio album in the near future? Um, or is kind of live the Jesus culture way to go? Um, I'd say, yeah, more, we, you know, we, we have a bunch of artists and I'm actually, um, writing for, a, for potentially a solo studio album, um, early this year. And, um, the other artists are <clears throat> always writing and, and stuff like that. We're sort of making, we're figuring it out, but we, we're trying to sort of change it to where, you know, all the artists are are a part of the, our main Jesus culture albums. Like, I, like, you know, many, many know for the most part, it's been Kim and I on the main Jesus culture albums, but we want it to be more of a collective experience between our artists. And so that's why Brian and Katie Torwald, Derek, Chris McClarney, they're all on the, um, on the, the new album. But, uh, this year, yeah, just, we have some soul albums in the works and, um, obviously we'll be starting to write again for our next live album. So <laughs> always, always busy. Okay. So I already uh I already said how many followers you got on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. Uh so we know that you're you're socially networked. Uh what are the social network uh links where people can find you and where can they also find the new album Let It Echo? Oh, you probably would know better than I would. <laughs> um obviously there's the Jesus Culture Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those have links to um you know Apple <clears throat> to iTunes or a link to our website where you can, you know, preview some of the songs and then it, and it's, you can download it or order a copy of the physical. Um, if anybody's able to play those nowadays, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, all of that stuff online, I'm sure people can find it and access it pretty, pretty easily. So. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you again so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy day uh, to share with us kind of your heart uh, for the music and then also kind of, you know, what, what's next? We love hearing uh, what's going on with our artists and knowing that – I think part of why I love doing this is because I find out that people are just like me. I don't know why that still continues to impress me like 10 years later. I already know it at this point that you're just like us, uh, like yeah. everybody else. Um, but it's always cool to, to know, hey, you know what? I, don't, I put my pants on one leg at a time. We're working at a church just like everybody else. Not as glamorous as everybody thinks. Um, yeah, I should call. We should talk more. I'll pick your brain on uh, church planning and 
The, oh uh, man, I've got some stories. <laughs> I did my master's degree, and my uh, my church plant actually was my uh, my context of study. Wow. So uh, yeah. I got a lot I got a lot to say about church planting, but uh, <laughs> we can uh, we can definitely connect. I'll get the, I'll get Mackenzie to, to connect the, uh, connect us further, and we can we can talk about the the world of church planting and whatnot. Awesome. But uh, but again, thanks so much for for hopping on the line with me, and uh, I'll let you go. I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. It was a privilege.